0: Delicious! And take two. Right. Oops. <laughs> Welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rodney Night Podcast. Uh, I am going to introduce Mick, first of all, because we have just been talking for the last two or three minutes, not realising we weren't going live or recording. Um, so <laughs> Listen,
1: oh, you trust me to press buttons, mate. You get what you get.
0: It's <laughs> what it is, isn't it? You know
1: what I mean? The,
0: the, the only thing is those, those last two minutes we did were probably the best two minutes this podcast has ever seen.
2: Absolutely, <laughs> the dustbin, so. and only we know about it. Ah, well, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Danny's with us as well. Thank you for joining us, Danny. Happy
2: Easter, hello everybody. Happy Easter to everybody watching and listening and such.
0: Um, <laughs> Paul Armin, who forgot to press play? Was- <laughs>
1: what
2: do you think, Paul?
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Oh, boys and girls, what a great Saturday afternoon, everybody. Had. If you're a Rotherham fan, what a great Saturday afternoon. Danny, is that your hand up for a question or a point? Yeah,
2: I have a question. Um, Matt and Mick, why are you both wearing signed Sweden shirts? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's a story in itself. I told you we'll get that out of the way. Yesterday, um, before the game and post match, we met up with uh, Tobias, Thorgan, and Marcus. Who are Victor's family? Um, we went to the Bluecoats with them, um, and they insisted on a shirt swap. <laughs> so they had these Swedish, Sweden shirts. Hi, my Victor, um, and we gave the gave them our Rotherham shirts. Um, so they're probably back in Sweden by now. Uh, thankfully, I sort Marcus, and me and him are just about the same body size. It seems my shirt fits quite well. Uh, thank you very much. It's lovely, um, Mick. Didn't have the same look with his shirt swapper, did you?
1: Well, I mean, well, if I could just show you, it'd probably better. The audacious is what It, it off my baby, uh, really, really well. Um, it, to be fair, lucky I've got it on tonight. I, I, I thought I'd have to get it cut off yesterday, um, but uh, yeah, thanks, Dorgan. <laughs> Love you too, um, mate. He is. um <laughs> He has
0: two men that he loves, he told us. One of them is Dan Barlesser. The other one is Mick. <laughs> That's some company, that, Mick. <laughs> some company, exactly. Yeah. Um, th- they... Thorgan's insisting on having his own live podcast. Come on. Um, but uh, having listened to his and Mick's conversation, uh, I had to wash my ears out when I got home. <laughs> uh, so we'll, have to, we'll, have to, we'll have to see how that goes. Um but it was great to see him. So Victor after the game as well. Great to see those and hopefully we'll see him again in the future. Um yeah. Great guys. Now you were there, right? you were there post game as well, weren't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. It was great to just have a chat with Victor. Um and I will say for Sam Todd, if he's listening, he wasn't drinking beer, I promise. It was it <laughs> was, was on Coke and Ice, I swear. I swear. You might want to look into the burger that he had, but other than that, it was a good boy. <laughs> <way. laughs> yeah.
0: Thorgan were gonna call the gaffer, weren't he? and keep telling me then get, tell, him tell him what he thought. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah thank you, nice to see you guys yesterday and we'll, we'll actually you again um, the problem I have is that we won yesterday, so I was wearing this shirt, I am very superstitious so <laughs> I am going to have to wear this shirt for the rest of the season now
1: um, so I, I, I mean if that's going to happen I'm going to have to go on a crash diet between now and Tuesday <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah um, anyway that's enough about us who cares about mm. that? I can. Um, yeah, what a great Saturday. Let's start with that. Let's start with the Rotherham game. We'll talk about the pigs doing us a favor and Cambridge putting on a performance that we know they can against Wigan. Um, but the the lineup, we'll start of the lineup, Danny. The last time I what I saw Rotherham's lineup and thought that's brave, brave or stupid, was when he put Freddie in against Wednesday. It turned to be very brave and, and the and the right call. Since then, it's been samezy samezy. A little bit, and he changed it. Full, full him, didn't change formation, but he changed it. And for me, I know we went the, we went miles better in the first half, but it was instantly better than it had been.
2: Yeah, I thought so. And I think the best thing was is the conversation on Twitter. Everyone tried to suss out the formation that we had. I mean, the club published it as a three-five two, which I think it was a three-five-two. Mm. But the players that were on the pitch, it's like, well, we could be playing 3-4-3. Three, three. Sky had it as a 3-4-3. Three, three. Some people thought it was 5 4 one. It were like, well, if we can't work it out, Ipswich we surely can You know. <laughs> <laughs> so that might come into our advantage. But we um, we said that we needed like to be a little bit unpredictable and shake up a little bit, and that's exactly what Warner did. It brought in um, the back line that a lot of people had been saying we wanted to see, and they did very, very well. Um, he played Benny up front, which he played very, very well. Um, but he was also supported by Ben Wales in that more forward-pushing role, which I think helped out as well, because it didn't isolate Chio in that space behind Smith and made it all work. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad Warner shook it up a bit, because it, we needed a shake-up and... It's probably brought the best atmosphere at New York Stadium that we've had this season. Say there are only what eight thousand three hundred millers there. It was loud. Like yes. it was, it was so loud, so yeah. loud. It was,
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got to go through some comments we have because we've got some more great people with us. Stephen Adams is with us. He's in, uh, in Crete. Very happy. <laughs> <laughs> is that Chania? I weren't, I weren't going to try that. I've got. I've, I've, <laughs> I've pronounced some bad stuff this week, and I'm not going to try with that one. Um, Steve Grundy's with us. Neil is first time watching us on Sunday. Paul Brock's with us. Jamie says, it's going to be a very positive podcast. Absolutely. Paul Barnfield. Uh, hi, guys. What a buzzing weekend. Uh, and Jamie and Jamie says, love seeing Victor in blue coats. Even have my picture with him in a great chat. And with Danny as well. Uh, mm. You weekend. might want to check your camera roll, Jamie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I just photography yeah. as part of my Unicorns, behave.
0: No, well, <laughs> if, if, if if he gave his if you give his phone to Thorgan to take a picture uh, of Victor, you will yes. have a selfie on there of Thorgan. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um brilliant. Yes. Mick, it was look, touched on the atmosphere because it was absolutely bouncing. It's the loudest it's been all season, and it's yeah. the loudest it's been, and I don't know how well, I can't remember the last time it was that loud. And it, it wasn't anything special. It wasn't. It wasn't anything done special. It was just brilliant.
1: It, it was, and it, but the the thing about it is, it had got. It was the first time this season, and I, this sounds ridiculous, but it was the first time this season we really got that feel of an end of season or back end of the season, something to play for a game. You mm. know, uh, sun was out. It was. Ju- you know, it was a beautiful day. People were off work. Everything kind of conspired to, to create that atmosphere. Um, and and then obviously the way that we set off and the way that we played, because of the improvement in commitment and and performance uh, over and above the last few games, it all sort of it all just sort of created like the perfect storm in terms of the in terms of atmosphere, um, you know, and everybody was up for it. So so yeah, it it, uh, it was great, absolutely fantastic place to be yesterday, New York. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, the, it's Shirley, Shirley says the atmosphere needs to be there for the
0: four remaining games. Should have been all the time. Yes, but when things start getting serious, that's when you always see it come up. And the sunshine, helped, as stupid as it sounds, Mick, you mentioned it. The sunshine yeah. just gets people in better moods, doesn't it? And it just it also does, yeah. Great place to be yesterday. Um, John Morell, the impartial Birmingham fan, thought we were poor until we got forced into the change, which we'll come on to, and the lad who came on, Barlaster. Uh, thankfully James Norwood couldn't finish his breakfast as he should have yeah. put that one in early on, Danny. But but I haven't seen the replay on Sky Sports from where we were saying we're off the initial... Miles off. off side, it wasn't even close, it was miles off. But that's the look. We're finally getting a little bit of look. That's five or six games we've had no look. You need that bit of look. If you are going to be successful, you also need the look and hopefully we get finally getting some.
2: Yeah, I think so. But um, I've watched it back on Sky and the lad who nearly assisted Norwood. He sort of had, was in two minds as he was offside. So I think mm. he tries to deliver it too quickly. And so the ball's got too much pace on it. And that's why Nor- Norwood completely scuffs it. Um, so, yeah, like you say, a little bit of luck played into it as well. Um, uh-huh. And, yeah, I think Ballaster coming on for Miller, as bad as it is that Miller's now out for the season because of that injury, um, Barlaster started controlling midfield a bit better. Lord knows what formation we went to, because I had no (laughs) idea. Um, But it sort of worked, and we just kept building and building on it. And then we came to the second half, and I don't know, for me, it was just you could feel something something was going to happen, whether it was an Ipswich Mm. red card or we were going to score. And thankfully, it was uh, Smith that scored. And the raw emotion that Smith showed when he scored, it was like, we might have just found our mojo again. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Harvey Kelwick, let's give some individual praise before we talk
0: about formation. Harvey Kelwick says that Icky had no in his pocket all game. Uh, let's talk about Icky for a minute, Mick. He's had his moments this season, yeah, and he has he has had a moment or two of where he's looked dodgy. But for me, he was almost faultless yesterday. He was oh It was just immense, and that's the icky we saw two years ago on a weekly basis. Mm. Um, and that's what we've got to see more. I say more often, I, I It's not more often, is it? I suppose, but I think he 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 just he tidies up a lot of the time. Whereas yesterday, with front and centre, he were having him, and he were brilliant.
1: Yeah, I mean the thing the thing with Icky is a centre half, so he's got a mistake in him. Every centre half in the world's got a mistake in him, aren't they? You know, but it it suits him better playing that central role. Um, Now he's become more experienced a more experienced player. He is just getting better and better for me, and. Well, we, we we talked yesterday, I think me and you talked about it, I was trying to call Man at Match and it was so, so difficult. You know, every, there's so many players contributed to the game uh, more so than they've done in the last few, last few performances. It, it was difficult to pick one out, but I, I I think the sponsor's got it right giving it to Icky. Um, I, I just, he's, he's so dependable and like I keep saying, he is captain. He is a captain. He's a leader. He's a leader on that pitch uh, and, you know, he he was very lucky yesterday to have two two exceptional central defenders at the side of him, either side of him as well. In uh, in um, Reg and Wes Harden. Um, you know, they, they were they were also excellent. Uh, a couple of mistakes from Wes, but he managed to tidy him up. You know, um, so yeah, it, it, defensively that central three were, were 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 very very good yesterday. I felt, um, and Icky Icky should have well. No, Norwood should have been sent off for the elbow and Icky straight into the second yeah. half. But, you know, to be fair to the referee, I don't think, you know, I think if somebody had taken a baseball bat and smacked someone around back back, he still wouldn't have sent him off, would he? Um, so he, he was absolutely determined he weren't going to get that red one out yesterday. So, anyway.
0: OK. That's a mini rant. We make come on tomorrow. <laughs> That's not the only tackle that Mick thinks was a red card from yesterday. Uh, it's not the other one that surprising. I thought a red card either. <laughs> no. no, I agree. Um, yeah, uh, Shelley, actually nice to see Reg back in the team. We sort of called it on, on the like, previous pod. Um, we'd like to see Reg back in and we wanted to see Wes back in. And they both came back in, Danny. And again, they were both. I thought Reg were back to his best. I thought it was, again, a bit like Icky, but much quieter game. Didn't put, barely put a foot wrong. And he, and he helps us going forward as well, doesn't he, Reg?
2: Yeah, definitely. And um, <clears throat> but the best thing about them for me, anyway, is when they make mistakes, they're straight on it recovering. Mm. It's like Wes. Um, I think he slips during a clearance. It went straight to one of their players, and bang, he won it back straight away. So the defenders that when they make the mistake, they rectify it straight away, and then can turn it into an attacking opportunity. Um, but yeah, it, it was great to see them back. They've had the time on the bench, like Reg through injury and, and Harding from um, from probably. I don't really know with in. You know, he's just had his spell on the bench and he's made it count being back in the starting eleven. And mm. um, it was a very, very solid defensive performance. I think the only thing that really slipped them up was when Ipswich got in behind their back line mm. through a through ball, like with the one that was offside. And um, their centre-back going on an absolute escapade <laughs> up the pitch as well. <laughs> um, but, yeah, solid performance, That's so all you can say. They had... Um, quiet game but it's good when centre-backs have a quiet game because then they've not done out silly you know so a quiet game is a really good game for a centre-back yes 100% so, it? 100% uh, we're forced into
0: a change 20 something minute um, Mikel Miller who didn't really have an impact on the game to be honest with you but he came off and it looks like his season could be over one said uh, according to Paul Davis has said that he could be back for the playoffs if we get there um, but hopefully we won't need that but then make it changes into a bizarre formation that could, It took me five minutes to work out exactly what it was. But my best guess is that it was a 3 4 2 1, okay. which was back three. Got, you had a, a standard, a, a deep midfield two of Barlasser and Lindsay. Your wing backs of Chio and Aussie. Aussie <clears> 2 2. Then you had Rathbone and Wiles just in front. And then Smith in front of those. That's how I read it for the for most of the game. Um, yeah. I may be wrong. I'd like, I like that. We may find out in the next press conference uh, tomorrow, which will be Monday, Tuesday. What well, they will it be on Monday? Probably. Who oh, no. knows? Um, uh, exactly. Paul, Paul might expand expand on that a little bit. But it was back to last season where we had last season we had is as, as that man just behind, mm-hmm. and the extra body in midfield really helps and the. Mm-hmm. The risk with those formations, and it is a big risk, is that you isolate Smith, and that didn't happen. The key thing was that didn't happen, and no. we may have found our formation for the last four games here because it was it worked perfectly.
1: It, it did work really, really well um, because we because um, either uh, oh, Wildzy, birthday boy, happy birthday Ben, by the way. Okay. Oh yes, birthday, um, birthday Ben. Uh, Wildzy or Rathbone were able to get up there and support Smithy. Um, mm. The issues likely to be if we get overrun in midfield and those two end up having to drop deeper to um, to cover that. But um, Barlasa made a difference. Barlasa made a difference mm. when he came on, with, without a shadow of doubt. And I think without him there, we are a different team, and we're not we're nowhere near got the creativity that we need without Dan Barlasa in that midfield at the moment. Jamie Lindsay can do it a little bit. Ben Wiles can do it a little bit, but both both certainly Wiles is pushing far too far too far forward to play that role you know what I mean despite the fact he's capable of doing it so we need Dan Barlasa on the pitch and um, I'm not sure who said it in the comments I think it might have been John actually it did change the game um, in our favour uh, when Dan Balassa came on and, and like you say it's a shame for, for Mikhail Miller but uh, yeah another injury um, it's yeah it's not great for him that not great for him or us with, I think he's out of contract somewhere as well yeah, yeah.
0: Um That's going to put uh, participant pay to a new contract with us and elsewhere as well, potentially.
1: Um
0: yeah, yeah. that's a conversation for another day. Let's talk about the goal, Danny. We've got loads of individual performances to talk about. To be honest, with you. loads of incident stuff, but let's just talk about the goal because we haven't yet, and we're 17 minutes in. Um It felt like we were coming for a while, and I think we've got a comment on here. Uh, Nad N D. That bend on Smith's goal was similar to his Hillsborough goal. I said you post match, Danny. That mm. reminded me of his goal at Wednesday because he just took it early. If it were first touch, and it, you could see from the replays that it put the keeper off, the defender weren't set, and it weren't right in the corner. But because of how early he took it, the keeper absolutely had no chance to get anywhere near it.
2: Yeah, he's almost used the defender as like a guide to where the post mm. is so he knows to bend it round him. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it was a very similar technique to what it, was, but dif- different type of goal completely. Um, but the technique of using the defender and taking it first time, it's just left him for six, hasn't it? They, they've, it, it, how do I explain it? It's, um, it's the one time that young lads, that young Indonesian lads, um, mm. suppose, is it Baggett. I can't remember his name now, but I know you mean, yeah, yeah, he were on Smith all game. And to be, to be fair to him, he'd done very well mm. that game, but it's the chance that. Um, Aussie has just before that pulls him out to Aussie in the box and it just leaves Fitzsmith free. Exactly the same at Wednesday, the defender's just gone off him and he's just got enough room and he scored. And the one thing I will say about the crowd the cheer when we <laughs> scored on Sky Sports is biblical. <laughs> I, 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 I saw the clip. I showed Mick the clip. Um, I was we at the pub with Johansons and it sounds like we're in a 30,000 stadium. That's <laughs> that's how loud it was. And I think that's all the pent up frustration and nerves from the last three games. It's a release, was. isn't it? Yeah, that sudden release. It's like, yes, get in. And warning, bless it, we were airborne. It was like they were doing um, <laughs> dirty dancing with him and Barker. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, that's 25 for the season now. With Smith, yep. which is unreal. That's a goal every other game for him this season. Yeah. Uh, twenty-five, it's game in, on, I think. Yeah, twenty-five in yeah. fifty. That's unreal. If that were in Premier League, they would not stop talking about it, and neither are we. Mm. So that's good. Um right. But yeah, it, it'll do Smith's confidence a world of good as well uh, for Tuesday, and I think the, both the crowd and the result will really spur on the players now, and. Uh, mm. Yeah, well, I hope it does anyway. Because if it doesn't, oh dear. But fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. We'll be positive for a change. We'll be positive. It's going to spur yeah. him on, and we're going to win the league. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, we never miss an opportunity to give Michael
0: Smith some credit, Mick. Um, I've seen some, some other people, some people on Twitter renewing the argument to say he's one of the best we've ever had, um, especially at what he does uh, with, with Alan Lee at the game yesterday. That's a big call. Yeah. Um, but. He just, it's just everything. I, John Merrell says here, Birmingham fan must admit Smith took it brilliantly. But other than that, he put his. He thought he was poor. Hold up, play and interchange was non-existent. I probably disagree. Thought he, he occupies the defence <laughs> in a strange way. He occupies the defence, so Wiles in rathburn could, could, could then come forward. It, dro- it makes them drop deeper and allows yeah. the extra bit of space. Um, and yeah, I just love Michael Smith. I just love. Him. I think mean,
1: we've been <laughs> watching the best of Michael Smith for weeks now, have we? You know, he's been off the boil for some time. We know he's carrying an injury, um, a foot injury of some sort, um, and, and has been for some time. But but I, I have to agree with John up to a point. His older play, yesterday up to the goal and for the last few games, has been has been bang average. It's not been how he was earlier in the season. I think he's, he's suffered possibly more than most with his drop-off in form. Um, of the team, you know what I mean. Um, he's had nobody really from consistently to form a partnership with since Will Grigg uh, got that injury. Um, you know, it, 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 his partner's kind of been in and out of the side, and then yesterday, of course, he didn't didn't actually have one. Um, so, so it's not been easy for him. But hopefully, that uh, that goal must have been like an absolute massive release for him, you know, because. Mm. It, because of what I've just said there, hopefully that we'll, we will now see see the best of Michael Smith for the next four games, um, injury permitting. That's that's the only sort of fly in the ointment for me. You know, I, I I just worry how how this injury is and how it's progressing, if it's getting worse or or what, and whether he can see the season out. But I mean, that that goal hopefully will spur him on now and. Um, he can, uh, he, can, he can push on and be the smithy that he was earlier in the season. Is he the best we've ever had? Nah, I'm not convinced. He's, not, he's, he's right up there, though, at the moment. And, and we've talked about it many, many times, haven't we? He's right up there because of his story as much as anything else, you know, yeah. because of how he's developed, how he's come on, how he's progressed, how, he's worked, how hard he's worked to, to get himself those 25 goals in a season which for any striker at any level is, 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 a, is a is a fantastic result, fantastic return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, incredible.
0: It really is an incredible return, absolutely. Oh, yeah, so Ethan says he wasn't poor in his opinion. It's just because there was no Freddie for him to run off, which I think is also a fair point. Uh, he couldn't yeah. flick it on. He's never, ever going to be able to flick it on because he had no way to flick it on too, uh, other than a couple of minutes when Sheo was up top. Um, yeah. Enjoying while it lasts. We might only get four more games, Michael Smith. <laughs> so, just enjoying what it's here. Um, Jake Kidd on a different topic. Why are we so happy? Heard we were just playing for set pieces all second half, didn't we? Now, this comes from <laughs> Kieran McKenna, who you can very clearly see is um, a manager and you can very clearly see is new to the management game, is what I, is what I would say to his comments. Um, he said this is a quote from Paul Davis' article in the advertiser. It turned into a set uh, a game of set plays. It became a barrage of corners and throw-ins, and we couldn't handle. You
1: didn't get that right, Matt. You didn't get that right. Well, did, uh, it, did, it, it became a barrage of throw-ins <laughs> and corners. It was swaying in the wind like he, like he, like he was some sort of swaying in the wind thing. A tree, <laughs> a tree, a
2: tree. Yeah. yeah, one of them, yeah. I think Trees could sway. I thought they just stood there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Very, very strange. Very, very strange. Well, I said strange, but I remember when we played, uh, I think it was MK Dons at their place in the season, Danny. Their manager said a very similar sort of, eight, essentially an eight-minute rant about how we played football. Um, and this weren't far off the same sort of thing. It, it's like, and yeah, we've got loads of set pieces because they gave away corners. We've got some throw-ins because they put ball out of play. we got some fouls because they fouled us. <laughs> it was them that was time-wasting from the throw-ins, I and mean, he has the cheek to complain about the game ball being out of play. I mean, just moronic.
2: It's one of those things like, you don't throw stones in glass houses, do you? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, you've just hit nail on. Ed, He seems to have forgotten that the reason we had so many throw-ins and so many fouls and so many corners is because they kept putting the ball out of play. But it's like, well, if you actually played football and didn't time-waste when you got your own throw-ins and such, then ball would have been in play longer, wouldn't it? Um, but I, I think he's just upset that our goal effectively came from a throw-in from Harding. And, um, <clears throat> and every dangerous attack that we had was a net cause of them doing something silly, you know, whether it was leaving a foot in for a foul, which we'll get onto in a minute, and, um, you know, bottling a, a challenge in the corner and then just giving us another chance at goal. And I can't remember the the player's number, um, uh, but it was one that had like, um, his, his hair his up in like um like a bun. I think it was like, twenty two, I think it was. From the fifth minute and from the first throw, he took his time with them throw ins. He, he got got yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got deck chair out and just had to sit down whilst referee mm. was yeah. trying to sort something. And it's like, and referee didn't book him. That was the worst thing. Mm. And their keeper as well, he took his time with his um with his releases from goal. And I don't know what's up with him. He must have something up with his foot or anything because he only kicked it out of his penalty box only a couple of times during the whole game. It was more of a route, just play it to you and you can kick it, off you go. Um, Yeah, it was 22, thank you. He needs to learn to not take his time and get ball rolling quicker because then ball might be in play longer. I think that's how it works, isn't it? I we need so. to ask Gareth. Yeah, than it was Gareth Ainsworth who it as well. Yeah, so, uh, oh, really I it. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: probably was him, notes.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably kept him going. Now nah, the McKenna, um, take your time with these throws. They don't like it. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. We don't want to spend too much time on it, but Mick, just your thought. It, it struck me as a man who was very new
1: to uh, to first team football management, which which he is. Yeah, yeah. Naive in it. Uh, lost, lost the game didn't perform particularly well. And, and when they went behind, really never even, never even tried to get back into the game, did they? You know, they performed after they, once they'd gone behind, looking back at it now, it didn't feel like it at the time, obviously. Um, but looking back at it now, they, they didn't, they had no intentions of going for anything, had they? You know, they were, they were on the beach kind of, um, kind of scenario. So he's probably a bit disappointed with his team's performance. Possibly he, wasn't able to read the changes that Warnie had made to the the setup and the and the personnel. I, maybe he's frustrated by that, um, but but it's come out sounding well, just sounding ridiculous, you know. Because the point that you made there, you know, barrage of throw-ins and free kicks. Well, in order to us for us to get them, either a throw-in or a free kick, they've got to have got rid of the ball or fouled somebody. It makes no sense, does it? You know what I mean? Uh, and so whatever sour grapes don't care
2: not interested
1: not interested one we won. i am interested
2: because i enjoy it (laughs) i think if it had been a draw it'd have been a bit of a more fair comment but because we've won it's just come across as him sounding a bit sour and so um
1: sorry go on danny carry on
2: I'm, i'm just saying um it's, is it his first gig in like proper first team football? Yeah, because he's, of a man who's youth setup. It's not doing too bad, is he? To give him his due. He's not doing too yeah, bad. I agree. So, you know, credit where credit's due and such. Yeah,
1: he's learning I spoke to his learning.
2: Mm-hmm. Speaking to my wife, she watched the
1: game on Sky, um, and she she was saying that the Sky commentary was essentially saying the commentary was mirroring what the Ipswich manager said afterwards. You know, to, the, the commentators were saying that Rodham were trying to slow the game down and, and slow timing and everything else. And it, was, it, it seems a little bit bizarre, but whatever. It just... Uh, maybe, I don't know.
0: Well, because you know, when I watch
1: us, I think we're the
0: opposite. And I, I, yeah. mean, we, I don't know whether I've got these Rodham glasses on. I am unable to take them off. But we were consistently at them. We didn't let mm. them have a second. The only reason the ball went out place is because they couldn't deal with how energetic and... Quick we were. We were trying to get the ball off them to keep the ball in play to try and attack, but they were kicking the ball out of play. So it's not us trying to slow the game down, they're having to resort to get the ball out of play. And I I I see the game differently, I clearly see the game differently, but
1: Yeah, I don't know what you should do. I, I mean, I felt that we were we were still pushing for a goal six, seven minutes into injury mm-hmm. time. Um but you know, it wasn't until we got to the last couple of minutes where we where we went into the corner with it. Um, mm. But anyway, whatever. I don't. I, it matters not what anybody else thinks, does it? Ultimately, no. Um, you know, just just as it didn't matter as we as we drove away from Portsmouth on on Tuesday night, what anybody thought. The bottom line is, we didn't get three points there. We didn't get anything. We came away from New York Stadium on Saturday with three points. That is the only thing that matters ultimately. You know what anybody else's view on our performances is is mint imperial, really, isn't it?
0: True. Very uh, interesting. was Carl Scott. It was Dominic Thompson, the player, who was slowing the mm. throws down on the right-hand side. Left-hand side? Left-hand side. Left-hand side.
1: A couple of times, a couple of throw-ins as well, where he, that he took. They had both feet on the pitch as well. Mm. But anyway, let's not yeah. get bogged down in rules, road, shall we?
0: Yeah. I see, Ethan, did you see the Wednesday fans passing time at the Rotherham game before the MK Dons game on the Ipswich Town vlogger? I saw that they were on. I, I, I watched the vlog. Fast forward to the Smith goal. And just watch the limbs and their other bent. Yeah, I can't, can't remember the guy's link, so I can't, um, can't give them a, a plug. But well, anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, we'll talk about refereeing I- issues in a moment. Let's give some more praise some more individual players because this is what we like doing. Um, Kerry Louise, Jamie Lindsay's energy, though. Philip Rollinson adds it with Jamie Lindsay is a positive machine. Um again somebody we talked about in the last couple of episodes Danny he was back and oh, my god wasn't Jamie Lindsay back, how good was Jamie Lindsay
2: <laughs> yeah back to his best I thought it was back to that um championship Jamie Lindsay that we saw, you know the one that was the pig killer, we've just mentioned Sheffield Wednesday Um in that game he played against Wednesday where he we just ran the show and I think it was more or less the same I think Um, Mm. If Oli Rathburn wasn't on the pitch, probably Jamie Lindsay would have covered every blade of grass. But I think Ollie Rathburn probably did cover every blade of grass and then every blade of grass that was off the touchline as well. Um, But, yeah, Jamie was immense. Back back to his best. And um, if he plays like that on Tuesday, he could very well score as well if he keeps finding those areas and keeps pushing on. Um, So, yeah, Jamie, same again, please. Thank you.
0: (laughs) There's always been an issue this season, Mick, that can you actually get Ollie Rathburn and Jamie Linnis in the same team? Because they do very similar jobs. They are different, they are, but they do do similar roles. And if you can find a way to get both of them in, in a Rotherham United team, then we are absolutely cooking on gas. Because they are just what we want as a, as, a, as a fan. They just want to work hard. And then other people can just almost feed off our energy. Barless is a, is a, a, a key one of those. So we'll just see somebody else, it and then just work around it. I'm not saying it's lazy, but it, it, it helps him with their energy and we may have found a way to get both of those in the team without losing too much elsewhere because if we can, honestly, that would be amazing.
1: Yeah, possibly, but it means playing one up front and it means playing Smithy upset up front on his own uh, because that's the only place you can take a player from in order to mm. fulfil those two roles or for them to fulfil those two roles. So, um it worked on Saturday, you know, uh, the, the issue you've got is that, you know, you, you do that, you don't win the game, then you criticise the playing one of them when you need to win. You know, it's you're damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of scenario. But um, yeah, I mean, they can they clearly can play in the same team and they were formidable in the, with the work rate and, and, and closing the ball down. And, and, and in the press, I mean, because of the high press that we play, to have two of those players Within the team is like it's just a, an absolute godsend, isn't it? You know, uh, the mm. the exceptional the pair of them.
0: Mm. Yeah, they are. Uh, we'll come on to the Burton Gimme Minute. We'll sort of talk about how we're going to set up going forward. Um, but yeah, I very much enjoyed those. Let's. Uh, Carl Scott says on Jamie Lindsay. Jamie Lindsay was immense. How he wasn't up for the man of the match pull on, on our official Twitter feed. He doesn't know. It' one of those games where you could have picked four, four or five people for the man of the match. Um, let's move on to some refereeing decisions and comments and, well, non-decisions is the word, isn't it? Um, Danny, get your Mick Rant flag ready. Um (laughs) No, 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 I've I've
2: got got something better. I found these in my bag, right? These are from when we went to Wembley and uh, I believe it was Nick Barber who made them they're actual Rotherham United glasses. You see, they say, say RUFC <laughs> over the lenses. So I've actually got my Rotherham United glasses on now, whilst so we're talking about um, the referee. I, I can't remember who they were meant for, but they ended up in my bag, so I've got to be a- hello.
0: Let's start with one I didn't see. YouTube user says Sky commentator saying we should have had a penalty on Ben Wiles. Uh, was that in the yes. first half? Yeah. Okay, I didn't see that one. Danny, was it a penalty?
2: Um, it's one of them penalties that's never given in football because it's occurred off the ball. So Wild's already played the ball uh, to the edge of the box from where he because it was like on like, the uh, the corner flag side of the 18 yard box. He's come inside, played it across, and then the player's left the leg in on him. Uh, and because the referee's already looked across to see where the ball's going, he's not seeing it at all. Um, and unfortunately, it's one of them that VAR would give it. Mm. They would look back at it and go, you know, potential penalty. Um, but because we're in League One, he's just followed the line of the ball and not seen it, which is unfortunate because uh, it was a penalty, Stonewall penalty, but... Ah, yeah. well. These, these things happen. Um, let's move on to the more
0: obvious ones. Um We may disagree on this next one. Let's talk about Selina on Rathbun. Shelley IFC to so Selina on Rathbun, that push. How didn't he walk? Uh, I am going to defend Selina here and defend the referee a little bit, which I don't like doing. But I will do on this occasion. Um, Rathbun went down easy, not as theatrical as Sky Sports made out. We went down very... The guy put his hands on his chest. It wasn't really a push. Uh, It was only a push to the chest. It's not like it was in his face or anything like that. Uh, I thought a yellow card was the right decision. I think if you give a red card, then you're sort of setting precedence for some soft red cards, potentially. I know a lot
1: of people will disagree with that. Mick, I think you'll be one of them. I don't know what the rules are mate I don't know what the rules are this week uh, in terms of raising your hands to a player um, my understanding was that if you raised your hands and pushed a player in that in that manner it would a red card I don't know maybe not um so but like I said to you before they were never gonna send anybody off if they'd come out swinging baseball bats that wasn't gonna happen yesterday um I, and i, I I'm, how whether whether do
0: you want to give you the ruling? Do you, do you want me to read the, yeah, the law right. for you? Mm. Uh violent conduct. Violent conduct is when a player uses or attempts to use excessive force or brutality against an opponent while not challenging for the ball or against a teammate, team officials, match officials, spectator, or any other person, regardless of whether contact is made. So the question red is card. did he use excessive force or brutality?
1: It's red card. It's a clear red card. He's raised his hands and he's pushed him. It's, it's a red card. And I don't think, you, yeah, on that no. basis, I don't think you can argue that rule, argue any other way. And, and you can say he went down easy, whatever. I don't, I'm not interested. Not interested at all. He's raised his hands, he's pushed him. End of. You don't do it. If that's the rule. Uh, well, Yeah.
0: It's the rule. Um, uh, so we've got Steve Cooper in the Facebook comments. The rules if you raise your hands, it's a red. So it's not if you raise your hands, it depends how you use them. Um, there's nothing technically in the law about raising your hands. It's all about excessive force. Um, PowerMad UK, though, says the push looked like excessive force. Uh, but Mike61Miller on YouTube says yellow was right. It was ungentlemanly conduct, not violent conduct. Um, yeah, uh, Shelly IFC, raise your hands. It's a red. He fits all of what I've what I've just read out. He walked towards him with intent. It's one of those Danny that I suppose could go either way. And uh, and I'm I'm always in the camp that if you don't have to give a red card, just don't give a red card. If unless you have to. And I thought that was one of them where he didn't have to give a red card. That's probably what the referee. Wants.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to sound like Mick saying this, but it's one of them rules that's open to interpretation, Into mm-hmm. And he's interpreted that yeah. as being yellow card worthy, but as it's written down, to me, it sounds like it should be a red card. Um, and we've seen some interesting red cards given against us this season. Um, and I think that's probably why um, we wanted Norwood sent off for the icky situation. And I hope recalled called... Um, the player who nearly put his foot through Victor's chest. Like, we've, we've seen that happen. Yeah, we've seen that happen time and again with Victor and gets no protection from it. And again, I think with Selena, it's just fitting that. We've seen that happen with us and they've gone down comically and we've been punished for it. Um, mm. Yeah, it's open to interpretation. I personally think, through what you've read out, it's a red card. But I don't know Maybe it was the occasion That got to the referee And that's why I didn't send him off Didn't want to look Like he was being a bit Too harsh on Sky um, Or he's just completely bottled it And given the yellow cards But anyway He got subbed off in the end not matter Go on sorry
1: on. The, the, the reality is, It's probably not a red card But the rules say What they say You know and and that and that sort of behaviour fits what the rules say. So you know, it. it, it you, and this is what we bang on about, or I bang on about all the time. If you leave those rules open to interpretations by referees, you will get inconsistency. It's as simple. as it, it has to be because you're leaving it open to people to make their own interpretation of it. And 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 that rule necessarily is not really open to interpretation. It's pretty clear. Yeah. I mean, if it goes against us, you know, if if, if Joe Matic does it, which is likely to at some stage, because he does, <laughs> <you> know, <probably laughs> him send him off. I don't want him sent off. But I would I don't I don't know how much I'd have to be able to complain if he did get sent off for it.
0: Mm. You know? Yes, I know what you mean. Uh Paul Brock, what about the foul on Icky? Um how are they, Mick. Flagging some different outside oh, your. All
1: yeah, yeah, I just got somebody stood knocking at my front window, trying think to again,
0: about your He's waving it back window now.
2: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, like that thing um, happened to Doctor Disrespect a couple of years ago, isn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Paul Brock, what about the foul on Icky? Same elbow uh, that McDonald got sent off so on? Now, if you compare those two incidents, Mick, uh, they are very, very similar. Um, and uh, Carl Scott says uh, Noah's Noah elbow and Icky could have been a red but looking back, Noah's eyes were on the ball all the time, but he was just using his arms to jump. Tell me mm-hmm. what's different to that from Matt and uh, Angus's
1: red card a few weeks ago. Well, there, there is a difference. There is Go a on. difference. The, the, the difference is that Icky was also going for the ball whereas the one with Angus, uh, the, the, the opposition player weren't even going for the ball, they were just going to foul Angus. So, Um So, so yeah I mean I wanted a red at the time I felt that it was I felt it got elbow in face and everything else but yes you're right were, both players were going for the ball both players were looking at the ball and it, it was one of those things arms go up don't they when, they, when players jump <laughs> yeah. you know it, it, it's just that simple uh, but again again it's it, it, it's inconsistencies isn't it you know we've got a player out for three games and we were down to 10 men in in, in, in a game against Shrewsbury for a, a, a decision that was nowhere near as clear-cut as that one that went against us. Um, but, yeah, it is what it is as, as far as that's concerned. We've got to get used to this if we're going to go up, haven't we? We have to get used to this because we, we all know, we all know that when you, when you get back up into that Championship, the Standard of refereeing is way, way lower than it is in our division, way lower. Um, so we're gonna to have to get used to this. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm already kind of tentatively started to write some rants just in case we do go up because there'll be plenty to come next season. Um, I think, got that one. <laughs> I think your referee got that on right on balance. Okay, yeah, it, it, I don't No, that's true.
0: The final refereeing incident we're going to talk about, and let's give it quick because I want to get back to more. To more I want to talk about Rolim United again. Um, the final one is where Victor got kicked in the chest by Sonny Aluko. Um, having also, having seen Victor's chest and they had loads of marks on his arm and having seen Danny's vlog, uh, it's a red card for me. Paul Mones defended Aluko, actually, and said it wasn't a red card. He went for the ball. He couldn't have been further away from the ball, Danny. He, he, he might have gone for it, but he was three days Just to lay it and kick somebody in the chest.
2: Yeah, like like I said, we've seen it time and again with Victor against uh, Preston and Barnsley. Usually keepers get a lot of protection in those situations. Um, Mm. But Victor doesn't seem to get anything. You know, like the Skyper, you describe it perfectly, it is very, very brave goalkeeping and some players wouldn't be up to it. But it's the fact that the player was so mistimed with going for the ball that, from my angle on the vlog, it's quite clearly Victor's ball and then the players just mistimed it and then nearly gone through his chest. Um, but also, I've listened to the Ipswich commentary, and they couldn't understand why he got a yellow card. Because, oh. e- exactly. Okay. And they, were saying, they were saying, like, well, what, what have they booked him for? He must, they must have booked him for the high foot. And it's like, well, if you booked him for high foot, then it, should be a, then it should be a red card for the severity of where his foot is and the fact it's mm. mistimed. But, obviously, again, the the, uh, the referee is on Sky and probably thought, well, oh, I need to do something here because he's quite clearly laid him out and made contact with him. So, he showed him the yellow yeah. card. But, from the TV angles, it looks like a fair challenge. You know, both both going for the ball, etc. But, from my angle, it's so mistimed that I would give a red card for it. It's, just, it's a very similar situation to what happened with Chad Evans at Preston. The only good thing is, it was in Victor's chest and he has not left a stud awesome. in Victor's eye socket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the
0: lateness. Uh, we we, t- we just we at two minutes ago. We just i have read you the definition of violent conduct, and this ticks the boxes, Mick. It's excessive. Um, he's not got the ball, and 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 as the rule says, it's irrelevant whether whether he's going for the ball or not. That's actually not relevant to to, to, whether, to whether it's a red card or not. He's absolutely got to go for the ball. Absolutely got to go for it. Yeah, but you've got to get you've got to at least get near the ball, and he was absolutely nowhere near it, and. In the defence of the I don't think he's seen it. There's a lot of bodies in his way. That's the only defence I can give the referee. So then it falls back to the lino. Is the lino brave enough to give that call? We all know liners are probably not going to be brave enough. And that's the only defence I can give to the referee.
1: Well, I mean, I agree with Ipswich commentary. The, the, the only thing that it isn't is a yellow card, you know? Um, because if he's made a genuine attempt to get the ball, fair enough, However, his foot's too high. If his foot's too high, then it's a free kick. His foot's too high and he hasn't made any contact with the ball, but he has with the player's chest. It's a red card. It can't can't be anything else. It is just impossible to be anything else. You know, he's given the free kick, he's booked the player. So therefore, as far as the referee's concerned, there must have been a foul. A foul worthy yeah. of sanction. Well, if it's a sanction, it's a red card. I, I, I'm sorry, but it can't be anything else because he's gone with his foot, I don't know, two feet off the floor, high enough to get Victor in the chest. Admittedly, he's, he's, he's down slightly. He's, he's kind of, his knees are bent. So it's not, you know, we were not sort of talking head high, but he's got him in the chest and on the arm and then across onto the arm. He's not made any contact with the ball. It can't be a yellow card. Very close. It can't, even, it can't It
2: can't be. It can't be. But yeah, I, I think I think the best thing we can add to that as well is that we've actually seen Victor's injury that he got from that. And to it's me, the injury present, is it? no, and also the injury doesn't sort of make sense because he's obviously kicked he kicked her in the chest, but yes. he's gone into his chest and then straight across his arm as well. Mess, so it, yeah, the so it's like crazy. yeah, yeah. Well. It, lo- it looked a mess when he showed it, it as like, and you could yeah. see the stub marks in his arm that had gone straight won. through him. And it's like, whoa! It would be a goalkeeper, eh? Victor would. But you know, fair play—we <laughs> got up and carried on. And the sky was saying, "Oh, we've we have got Josh Chapman on the bench who hasn't made an appearance this season. It's likely to survive. We'll still be fine."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we—we made a good save. Victor. a really good game, Mick. But the one thing that yeah. you can always trust Victor for is he's going to stick his head or chest where it hurts. And that's 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 one of the areas he is above Vickers. I think Vickers probably pips me in the overall game, but that is the one thing that I have yet to see many keepers beat Victor on, he is the bravest keeper I can remember seeing in a long, yeah. long
1: time. Yeah, he is. He is. and Because uh, he's daft. He? <laughs> 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 They're all mad. They're all mad. Uh, the goalkeepers are mad anyway, aren't they? Um, and Victor just sort of adds a bit more madness into that so he's great absolutely great and you know he's going to come for those and you know he's going to get there he's either going to get there or he's going to get taken out um, mm. and to be honest I don't think he really cares which does he <laughs> no
0: problem on no. <laughs> podcast before Christmas didn't he that he sort of loves them challenges a little bit uh, The pain yeah, yeah just yeah. makes him mm. feel alive I think is what he said <laughs> yeah um, yeah love it um He's skinny, I when mean, we met him at Pub, you know what me about professional footballers, they're just skinny, aren't they? They're just yeah. <laughs> he's a keeper, you know. Keepers back in the 90s, they were just fat lads, weren't they? Who were just waiting in gold. Neville Southall, for example, an amazing keeper, but he wasn't hardly a you know peak physical specimen, worry he? And then you got Victor who was just in like it's just not fair, is it? But he works hard, bless him. <sighs> um any other players want to pick out? We picked out loads of players. I've always got time for a bit more, for a bit more players that praise, though, guys.
2: I think we've. Um...
1: I, I, yeah. I, I'd like to praise Geo for his, uh, his his Tigger celebration when Smith is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> if you've not Both. seen the video, somebody posted it up on Twitter. It's fantastic. Yeah, but it, it looks like Tigger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the question is are you Victor from Danny's vlog or are you Chio from when the goal went in which one of the which one of the two were oh. you there's the drop into your knees in relief or yeah. just jumping around like which, which
2: that would be a good poll on Twitter what's your celebration <laughs> Victor or Chio
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pull that over once we're finished uh, I, I was I'd probably Chio yeah yeah Most, I'd probably 70% Chio and 30% the relief that Victor you yeah. Like um yeah. Two two, Aussie two two again. Improving, improving, improving. And again, probably his best game, Mick. For us, obviously.
1: Yeah, I thought so. He, he played really, really well. Um I'm not I'm not like I said in the last podcast, I'm I'm not hundred percent convinced he's bought into it. I think he is here just to just to see the season out and get some get some game time, you know, in, in his own mind, which is fine. Uh but he's contributing he I, I, I tends to run into dead ends a little bit. Now, I don't know whether that, particularly in the second half there, I don't know whether it's because he's playing on the left and he's a right foot player. Um, and, and that's that kind of ends up with him having to cut inside and end up in a dead end. I'm not really sure, but yeah, he, he's, he's like lightning, isn't he? And there were a couple of times when he, he got back Using his pace to get back and, and and get into those get you know prevent those sort of breaks as well, which 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 was a, probably a criticism of him in the earlier games that he played, that his defensive duties kind of got neglected a little bit. But um, no, really impressed with him. He is a good player, and he? he's going to be some player for when he gets to a club that you know he's settled at and, and and wants to play for. But I think he he clearly wants to play at a higher level than he's at at the moment than we're at. Well, if, you know, if, if we go up. Yeah back. well yeah different ball game potentially well we'll we'll have to wait and see with that yeah um carl scott
0: says the only negative from the game is miller out for the season good for the lad i am good for miller because we all love miller danny and he is a great great player but i'm going to put my brothers united hat on for a moment and just say it's good for us that he's got injured now rather than having signed a three year deal in the summer because he's clearly got an issue with that hamstring. And whether it's something as a club we can manage is a big, big question. Because it's the second or third this season that he's had. So mm. it, it's clearly a problem.
2: Yeah, and um, we I think so far we have managed it very well. And we've mm. brought him back and he has played very well when he's come back. So it could be something you look at in the summer. Like, we you know you're, you're suffering with this injury a little bit, but let's give you a bit of rehab. Until your contract starts running down, and then if you want to stay here and carry on, and well, we we can manage it, then yeah, keep him on. Um, but if he wants to explore elsewhere, which I'm sure he's fully entitled to, then that's his decision. But we would want a a, a player that's just fresh from a season-ending injury. and I, I know i have only got four games left, but um, speaking of potential incomings in the summer, before we move on to the uh, the Burton preview, um, one has had the informal chat with Will Grigg about him coming back after his rehab's done. Um, so if his injury isn't too harsh on him, um, then we could be seeing Will Grigg in a permanent Miller shirt next season, which I think would be great to see. And we could we'll uh, wind one. up, and, and uh, we could wind up the uh, the Sunderland fans by by singing Will Grigg is a Miller. The Black Cats are terrified. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Johnny
0: Davis says it's his opposite hamstring, which is mm. a more worrying. That's both hamstrings uh, that are going again. This is just with my selfish running that hat on. Um, but I'd love to see him back again in the rolling shirt next year, but it's got to fit and it, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, uh, where are we? Rathbun from from Mike Miller. Rathbun was man of the match for him, driving force and back to his best. I agree. Rathlin was immense, wins the ball back so many times. That's from Philip Rollinson, um, and Matthew helps and all. Thank you for joining us, Matthew. The passion was there for all to see yesterday. Much like a team from the start of the season, hope and MK suffer a bounce, uh, a bouncing drip. Now, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Let us talk about some stats, some records being broken and records equaled, and then we'll move on to. Something I was just going to talk about. Um, as with Paul Davis reported yesterday, we are now matched our record for most clean sheets in the season with 26, which is an incredible achievement. Four more games to break the record. Um, and if you sort of question how well the season's gone, we are now, this points total is the third highest in the club's history, joint third highest in the club's history. There's only, I think there's only two yeah. seasons. I think 2013 14, the reference for the playoff season, we've got 86. And that's our second highest. Our highest is ninety-one under Ronnie Moore for the Division Two winning season. So we're having such a good season. Um, we've just got to get over the line. We may need a club record total to get us up into the promotion places, but I think I think it's worth pointing out where we are. Um, I thought that was an interesting start. Yeah. Mm. Um, so there we go. There we go. There we go. Wigan MK. Wigan and MK Dons. Uh, shall we all talk about a bit of a group therapy now? Shall we all talk about how we all became Sheffield Wednesday fans for two hours? I didn't um, I didn't watch
2: it. Well, <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so, just me and you, Mick, that had to suffer through being Wednesday fans. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, all it showed me is that you can't trust Sheffield Wednesday to do anything. They had a three goal lead and they balls it up. You just can't oh, yeah. trust them, can you? No.
1: No. They're a one man side.
0: Here we go. They are a one
1: man side, aren't they? <laughs> Well, you look at them, and, and, and I, have, I have obviously, in all seriousness, I, have, I was obviously critical. I don't think critical is the right word. I was I was on the wind-up about Barry Bannon at the, at the beginning of the season. And obviously, we all know the, the, the sort of story behind that. But, but when Barry Bannon went off yesterday, they had nothing. They had nothing. For me, um, he is the glue that holds that side together and he is the creativity in that side. Um, he is Sheffield Wednesday for me. Um, and yeah, they did us a massive favor. And, and it felt I felt physically sick during the goals as they went in, it
2: really hurts. But they did, us so a Mick, favor. Mick, are you anchoring after another Barry Bannon shirt the way you've just praised? No, no, him no. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to be serious. I'm just, just trying to be serious for a minute. Um,
1: you know, uh, they did us a favor yesterday, and for that, I'm thankful. Um, and hopefully we can do them a favour next Saturday and 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 knock Oxford out at play out at playoff places. Yeah. You know, a favour for a favour and all that. Um, they did us one. It's time we did one. They did them one.
0: Yeah. Uh, we should also create, I know it's Wednesday, this is not a Sheffield Wednesday podcast, but the Bannon goal, Danny, I'm sure it's in the Bannon goal. A stunning goal, probably. I'll keep it deserves a bit of criticism, absolutely. But you've got to credit Bannon for the vision and just a stunning goal.
2: Yeah, I I think so. I think um probably a contender for Jeff Wednesday's goal of the season, to be quite honest. And it did turn out to be the winning goal. And it's quite poetic that it was an Alex Ravel esque goal that won Wednesday the game against MK Dons that then put us above MK Dons into the automatic places. <laughs> now, quite poetic, yeah. Um mm. but I'm not quite like you to, I didn't watch it. I was just reading the group chat and it's like oh Chef Wednesday, three in a are they? Check Twitter. Wow, what a goal. Fair play. We'll, we'll, we'll give him a fair play on that one. I won't worry about it, but fair play.
0: Yeah, the, the worry is that MK Dons showed. I know you're right what you're saying, Nick, about pigs uh, sort of coming, falling off when Bannon came off. The worry is that MK Don's did show quite a lot of heart to get back mm-hmm. into that game. And I didn't want to see that. I wanted it to go 3 0 and MK Don's trickle off with a tail between the legs. Mm-hmm. It worries me that yeah. they came back um, with a bit of fight and a bit of, you know, some bit of summer. We don't want that, do we? Uh, but yeah. from their point of view, it's two games we had to win, which is not which is not much. But when you're in your final five games of the season, and they've not won those two, that that's, that sounds like a lot. It is a lot because of the stage of the season mm. we're at. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. So hopefully, is. Uh, they they've got Oxford on Tuesday night, um, which is a tough one. Again, it's tough for Oxford are on a poor bit of form uh, as well, dropping out and dropping out of playoffs. It's it's this time of year where Carl Robinson almost starts bottling things. So it might be a good yeah. time to play Oxford. Um, but And also, we should credit Cambridge, Danny, with doing us a favour. Um, we, we talked about Cambridge being one of the best teams we've played this season, and they've rolled over for Wednesday, for example, or beat nil by 6-6, nil by Wednesday. But they absolutely did us a massive
2: favour. And again, great value for a, a great away win for them. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> in all three games against Cambridge, they have turned up against us, uh, even when we beat them 3-1. I mean, it was... It, it sounds weird, but it wasn't a tight 3-1, if that makes sense. You know, they played they played really well, but we just took our chances against them that time. And then they rectified that with the 1-1 draw in the Papa John's that we thankfully won on penalties. Um, but yeah, uh, Cambridge turned up against Wigan. Uh, Wigan tried to try and break them down, but they couldn't. They eventually did nearly right at the end of the game, but Cambridge did another solid for us. And in fairness, have made Wigan catchable. You know, it's amazing how 24 hours can change your outlook on a season, isn't it? Um, To to be honest, I couldn't see Wigan and MK losing another game this season. And it's both happened in the same day that we've picked up another win. So it's like we've gone above MK on on goal difference. Wigan are four points in front. And someone's done the math. If MK lose their next two games and we win our next two, we are mathematically promoted because they won't be able to catch us with the single game, even without playing our game in Andy and Sunderland. And that's how Mm. close it is this season. And I hate hate to have doubled up on my prediction, but it's going to the final day, lads. The league title Uh, will be decided on the final day. And it's going to be annoying as hell because people are there with with the phones listening to the Wigan game or whatever. and. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> I don't yeah. like it, but I do it at the same time.
0: <laughs> yeah, well one of the things I we, I started we got whenever we got to PubLat after like 10, 11 o'clock, and the nerves were right there. I was so nervous about the game because of the subsequent games that were going to follow us. Um the beer obviously helped calm that down. You know, Thorgan, Victor's uncle, told us we
2: were going to win and we won. So you no, know, that sett- settles the nerves for you, I suppose. But, but with Matt, but with that, Matt, he also said if we won 5 0, you're going to swap pants as well as shirts. Uh, swap mixed pants, not my pants. Oh, oh okay.
0: <laughs> Hence <laughs> um, why we can't wait to to through a live podcast with Thorbin because these
2: are the type of stuff that he comes up with. I <laughs> mean, uh, if he gets us a win, I'd, I'd agree to anything with him.
0: Okay. I might be interested. Bit. It might be interested. I'll, I'll, I'll message you. Um, in fact, I'm gonna, lay, I'm
2: gonna lay the gauntlet down now, right? If we win the league, right, I will do a proper snug with, with him live on camera. For <laughs> the I'm laying that gauntlet <laughs> down right now, and I'm not going he to won't back be back until next like season, either.
0: I don't think, which is a shame. Good,
2: you might forget it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but as then, right, points out we could be promoted by Saturday at three o'clock. Um obviously we could Well, I don't, I don't think we can be out of the running completely by Saturday uh, we'd have to lose both games and we would start two games last. so we can't be out of the running we can be promoted by Saturday obviously ifs, some buts but basically if we better MK Don's result on Tuesday and then that, that would take us at least one point ahead of them and then win on Saturday and they don't win we are promoted essentially You've got to bear in mind our goal difference is something that like ate better as well So there's a good chance... MK Don's need a good swing if we're three points ahead of them. And then we have the game in hand against Sunderland, where hopefully Sunderland's season will be sewn up in the playoffs uh, or or out of it. Um, So it's exciting this time of season. My God, it's stressful, but it is. It's just what you want to be part of, isn't it? Um, I can only imagine the the joy and pressure it brings as a player, mate, because I I know how I feel as a fan.
1: Yeah, it's just... yeah. It's just nervy, 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 isn't it? And it's not not a position we anticipated ourselves being in five or six weeks ago. But it is what it is, isn't it? Uh, it just adds a bit more spice to it, I guess. Mm. Um, I, I'm 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 comfortable with it. I'm comfortable with where we are at the moment. Okay,
0: just. Uh, Mike Miller on YouTube. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, loves. No, we're not getting ahead of ourselves. Well, I am. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I am. I always do this to myself. Yeah, you um, do. Before Saturday's game, we were going to finish seventh and now we're going to win league. So that's how it works, football fan. Uh, around. Just, there. Yeah, <laughs> just getting the permutations, it technically could be done. It probably won't, but it technically could be done by Saturday. Um, but that relies on us winning at Burton on Tuesday night, which is another tough game. We know how tough Burton are, uh, how, how bad they can be. Um, I was reading a tweet from Gabe Sutton, who is the man in the know for the Football League. He knows everything about the Football League. And the phrase he used, that Burton have been garbage since Christmas. So this is the type of Burton team we want to be playing. I'm hoping they are garbage. Uh, to put it into context for you all, uh, Burton have only won one game in their last 11. But their last three games have all been nil-nil. So they clearly don't score many. They clearly don't concede many. We'll be with three-one at our place earlier in the season, Mick. Uh, I was not asking what you think the game's going to be like, because it's this time of the season. Anything yeah. could happen. Um, let's talk about how we want to set up. Harvey Kelwick thinks only one change for him, which would Barlasser in for Miller, and then I we just go basically back to the formation we ended ended the game, which I already mentioned three four two one ish. Um, how would you see that?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously Barlasser is going to come in uh, because, of, because of the injury to Miller. The only question realistically is, do we play two up front? You know, do we sacrifice one of those midfielders uh, and bring in Freddie or JJ? it depends how they see Burton um, as they are at the moment. They're one of the better sides we've played when we played them at New York. I know we beat them, and we beat them convincingly, uh, score-wise, but they were a good side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you, know, you know, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank is a good manager, under, You know, and he shouldn't be managing in League One, but he's obviously got a a, a thing with Burton, and he's been there a while, he? or been there twice. Is this his second? Tw- it's at least twice, September. maybe more, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um so they're, they're, they're a good side, there's no doubt about it. Um so it's gonna be a really, really tough game, but it, it's down to warning how he sees their their where he sees their weaknesses. Um it would be great to start with the same eleven that we finish with, but uh you know, burn burning on tips for each other. So mm. I would suggest they're probably gonna play try and play a similar way, you know, try and play football, play out from the back, etc. So we'll have to wait and see, but um, I, try, I trust them to just get it right. I, I know they will, they will get it right. and mm. Simonson um, giving
0: us a stat that I should have seen, but I didn't, so thank you very much, Gerlion. Uh, Burton haven't scored since the 12th of March. Um, when they, and that was three goals against Fleetwood. Again, since, we, since they beat us, I think Fleetwood have been garbage as well. Um, so that's five games that Burton haven't scored in. All these stats are pointing towards a one nil Burton win, aren't they, Donny?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Took the words straight out of my mouth with that one. Um, I mean, the thing with Burton is like, yeah, they have, like uh, Gav says, they have been garbage um, since Christmas, but they're still in a position where, you know, they're not quite threatened with relegation and they're not going to make the playoffs now. That's probably mathematically confirmed. Um so it's just, you know, Burton don't really have anything to play for. I think for them now, it's just finish as high as possible, which is a very dangerous mindset for a team yeah. coming against us who are still trying to get in and secure the automatics. Um, But like you say, Burton haven't scored in the last five. Uh, they haven't won in the last five either. Um, But they're somehow still ranked 19th within goals scored per match, which is still 1.1. So it's like, couldn't mm. it one? You know, um and we've won our last three matches against Burton and going off we've won our last last four or five against ipswich um complain to our favor because we know how to beat him uh Michael Smith might be coming back into form now that he's scored um but Burton's top scorer is John Brayford, the defender um yeah. so he's top we definitely, scorer. yeah five goals. <laughs> But yeah, we definitely need to keep an eye on him though because he does have um one, at least one shot per match is what the stats are telling me and Smith has just under two per match. Um, So we definitely need to keep an eye on John Brayford but like the people in the comments have been saying, if we go with the same 11 when Barlasa came on, we should be okay because we can get beyond Burton with the pace of cheer when Aussie, Um, Also have that midfield security and... um. If we've got a if we've got a midfield that works with Barlasser, Lindsay, Rathburn, and Wiles all on the same pitch together, that that could be very, 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 very interesting for us. And I think because um, Icky, Reg, and Hardin had such a good game as the back three, I'd say give them another run out because they'll look at where they've gone wrong, they'll improve on it, and then they'll apply it to the next game and i think the three of them do deserve a run out now because they've shown that they are capable of doing it and so i think we should be rewarding with that
0: yeah i could fully agree but it's it's a big question that a back three is a big question in theory because we know we like to play Woody wherever possible but one of the things that has been levelled at Warnie, and you can't really argue with this one is there's been not much stability in the back three and that's because you, that's because we've got to manage woody a big part of that is because we've got to manage Woods workload but there comes a time where you do need to start having some consistency. And five games, four now four games before the end of the season is where yeah. you say, right, these boys have just put in a really good performance, stick with them. I think putting Woody in would be unfair. Danny says it would be completely unfair to the three boys that played because they, they barely put a foot
1: wrong. Yeah, he's got to, he's got to go, uh, certainly as far as the defence is concerned, he's got to go back to that. You know, you've got the shirt, it's yours to lose um attitude because they were outstanding the three of the best defenders in this division those three three of i'm not saying they are v three but they are clearly three of the best defenders in this division um all of them are championship quality um that's before we start looking at richard wood and Joe Matic and angus mcdonald and uh, uh, and so on and so forth so um, yeah, I don't think you change that back three. I don't think you change Cheo. I don't think you change Fowler, Lindsay, Rathbone, Wiles Smith. I don't think you change any of those. You know, your only question is: Is there another striker,
2: or is it going to be another midfielder? Mm-hmm. I think. With, to... I think with Woody on the bench, we use him the same way that we used him against Ipswich. When we're one mm-hmm. 0 in front and we need that little bit of experience at the back just to see it out. Which exactly what Woody did when he came on. The experience came on, he, he organised the defence straight away, got him jeered up and kept him going, and we saw it out. And as much as I love Woody, I think these last four could be the time where he steps up in the dressing room and is the leader yeah. in the dressing room. Because if you've got Warren yeah. and Woody motivating you in the dressing room, lord, above, help the other team out. You know what I mean? It's like having Chio and Ozzy on the same same wings as each other. It should be illegal. But having Warren and Woody as motivators should also be illegal. Because that's their forte. They motivate you, they keep you going, they keep you pushing on. And Icky's a very capable captain in his own right. But if we've got the captain on the pitch and then the captain in the dressing room, both yeah, yeah. getting the team going, that could be our formula for the last four. It's not, it's not knocking Woody's ability or anything like that. But I think potentially it could be better for the team for him to be the experience that comes on later in the game rather than the experience head that starts the game. Maybe against. Sunderland potentially he starts as the experienced headlight don't concede early sort of thing but in terms of seeing games out and grinding out the result now for the last four I think we need Woody in the dressing room and as the experience that comes on later mm. yeah.
0: That's a bad I've shot. been
2: manufacturing my non-football manager in brain by the way so I could be yeah. completely wrong but you know. that
0: makes sense to my non- non-football in brain as well so if we're, if we're stupid we're stupid together um Jalen Simmonson asks a question, which probably we'll in the summer looking ahead, if we get promoted and Huddersfield do get promoted as well, would they take Reg back on loan with us or leave him in the championship with the experience with us? Yeah, I think that's a good good point, a good question. Um, if we get promoted, I think we then become Huddersfield fans, hopefully and that he comes back next season. As as these loan things work, um, I think we're I'll, gonna I'll, get there. Hmm.
1: Are we going to overlook the fact that Huddersfield, the, the, the Huddersfield are actually challenging for promotion into Premier League? Well, they meant Luton. We're not going to make a comment on
2: that, are we? I mean, it's just bizarre, isn't it? I mean, it's strange bedfellows in the playoffs. I mean, you've got Huddersfield, Luton, Nottingham Forest, and all right, Sheffield United, yeah, they've been there. But with the Huddersfield... Coventry been, aren't far off. Yeah, Coventry aren't far off. Blackburn aren't far off. Um, I think it's one of the few times the Championship has dished up a very interesting playoff competition where... We turn into a championship podcast now, um, where it's not just your standard three down for Premier League, or they're going to finish top three. You know, all right, we've got Fulham and, and Bournemouth are now up there who've been there recently, but it, it's turned out very interesting. I'm quite interested to see how the championship playoffs work out this season because we could see a former big name back in the big time. It's it sure,
0: and I've heard this on a different, on different podcast as well, point, point this out, it shows that if you run your ship properly, not just financial, in terms of personnel, there is a good chance you will find yourself in good positions. Um, obviously, our budget is significantly less than even Luton and Coventry, but it's a sign that if you can progress and build gradually, there is a pathway, there is a route. Um, we're getting ahead of ourselves, We're still in League One, uh, <laughs> Score yeah. predictions, um, Danny and Mick both got one nil, it's one nil to Rotherham in the Ipswich games. Um, come so on. Wendland- to you two,
1: um, you don't win anything, so I'm lucky. Um, oh, I hold myself a Sweden shirt. Sign that. <laughs> okay, we'll doesn't take fit, it.
0: Right, but doesn't fit, and you've got to wear that to the game on Saturday
1: again. Oh, you are kidding me! Well,
0: you you wore it to Saturday, and we won. You know how yeah. these things work. Yeah, I do. So I'm afraid you to wear it again. This <laughs> <mine> fit. fits. <laughs>
1: I'm not going to film you anymore. <laughs> no, and if, you,
0: if you're not going to Tuesday you've got to sit on your settee watching follow in that Sweden shirt as well.
2: well I might <laughs> <laughs> so, um, We've got a decent following going to Burton, 1300 that. at the minute. It's not bad. Yeah.
1: The thing is, if I go to Burton
2: in this, I can always,
1: if we lose, I can always m- mingle in with home supporters, can't I? Yeah, we also play Oxford next week. We'll also play. Uh, yeah, in. exactly. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, anyway. No anyway, predictions, predictions, predictions. Uh I will start first and I will steal the one nil. Um which be tight and tense and nervy and everything else. One nil. Danny
2: Um it's odds though that Burton's gonna score, I think. Um but I don't know, I've got a feeling we're two 0 personally. 2 0, like it. Mick. Make mine, you nick mine
1: there, Danny. You nick mine. I think I think it'll be a clean sheet. I think Victor will keep a clean sheet. Uh, I think he's going to want to try and uh, get to. If he plays the last four games and keeps four clean sheets, can he match Josh Vickers' clean sheet record? I would have thought so, but I will certainly
0: have a look for you. has to be, yeah, be close, like
2: percentage of games wise, though.
0: Um. I will load everything up and have a look for you. Oh, sorry. So, oh, I
2: thought you'd put it instantly there you know. in your... And whilst Matt's finding <laughs> that out, I'll, I'll just say it's Sod's Law. Victor will take the clean sheet and break the record because we told him that he's just matched the record whilst we were at the pub with him. And he seemed, <laughs> yeah. and he seemed very motivated. Like, oh, yeah, right. Okay. So he's got he, he, we've planted the seed in his head, like we did we with Flandre to come back to us. We've planted the seed and he'll break the record. So I we'll have, have
1: a good Good I am going to say, we're back on this. I'm going 3-0. That's my uh, prediction. Okay.
0: Um, so, just to give you the stats, Victor has a transfer market. I don't know if this is updated for yesterday. It says he has nine and Vickers has 12. So, he could match Vickers. Um, yeah, yeah. He's up, yeah. I don't think it has updated because Victor's percentage has dropped below somebody else's. So I don't think it has updated from yesterday. I know,
2: I know we've we've kept twenty-two clean sheets in the league total. So I think it twelve and ten. Now. It hasn't updated, then. it, it, it it's
0: give it. it we've got it, on here it's nine and twelve. So it clearly yeah. hasn't updated transfer market. So he has ten, which um, will we also well obviously push his percentage up as well. Mm. Um, we've got some we've got some people <laughs> with some superstitions on here. And will <laughs> Roebuck had his lucky boxes on for the first time in a while. He thought the look had ran out. Uh, And Shelley says, I wore the same pair of boxes for most of the season. Obviously, they've been washed, thankfully. I didn't wear them Saturday, so do I continue to ditch them for the last few games? Whatever you did, anybody watching, anybody listening, whatever you did on Saturday, do it again on Tuesday. Even if you're not going to the game, try and wear what you wore. Try and do what you did on Tuesday. Same against Oxford. Try and wear what you wore. Try and do what you did.
2: I, said, I wore shorts on my knees got sunburnt. <laughs> it might be
0: twelve degrees on Tuesday night on, on Bert in Burton Danny, but you have yeah. to wear them.
2: <laughs> I'll just make sure I've got my football socks on, keep my knees cool. Um, keep my knees That's warm, fine. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think I think I've hidden my superstitious side pretty well in this podcast so far.
2: Yeah.
0: When yeah, it gets this time of the season, everything if you've got a lucky shirt you haven't worn for two years, get it out. Just get it on.
2: Just before we end, because um, we're just coming up to an hour and 19, which is pushing oh, yeah, longest one this season. But just before we end, Shelley, I'm going to top your superstitious pair of boxes there, right? Because my superstitious pair of boxes got absolutely destroyed on an away day. Um, oh, told... no, know, no, let's stop it there. Uh, because <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. But if you're the bloke who tore them, you know who you are and I actually <laughs> went back so my mum says mum can you repair me lucky boxes, please I want to wear them for rest of the season <laughs> so my mum blessed me painstakingly sewed this massive hole down the side of my boxes back together and they still come to every game with me but like Shelley says they are washed so nobody get too concerned about that please
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Johnny <laughs> Davis in your comments I'm not going to put a comment up but Johnny Davis uh, yes you do Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, sit on that's we can that's
1: fantastic.
0: It, yeah. <laughs> Jamie asks, um a good away dear pubs, Danny. Asks, you'll be obviously going to coach. Do you know what pub the you set to go to? If you don't, that's fine.
2: Um I mean at the minute the, the bus is the pub for me. Um we haven't made a man's up yet. <laughs> it's burnt the whole no,
1: car anyway. It's garbage, won't it? Anyway. Harvey Kelwick,
0: 2-0 in predictions. Kyle Briggs says 3-1. Carl Scott says 3-0. Jerry Leanne Simpson, 1-0 to the Millers. Jamie says 2-0. John Morrell says 3-1 to us. He thinks Burton are on the beach, which it does seem to be the case, hopefully. Paul Barnfield says 2-0. Will Robot with his lucky pants on says 4-0. Absolutely field day, <laughs> He thinks. Like it very, very much. If we win we have 4-0, gone on... I'll have
2: my lucky pants on my head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Paul Brock says 1-0 on Tuesday night. He thinks. Thank you very much. Paul. Sorry it's gone long, but I just felt like after the last few weeks we've had, we just wanted to be positive. I, I certainly just wanted to be positive. Uh, and it's great to talk about some great individual performances. For me, we got it sounds like it sounds like we've had a crap season. We've got our Rotham United back. That is Rotherham United on Saturday. Mm. Um, and I want to see that again on Tuesday. I want to see it on Saturday and going forward as well. So well done to the players but this, is, this has got to be only the start. So come on. And fans, get that noise. That noise again at Burton, that noise again at Oxford for the last two games as well. That noise were amazing. So get back on it, everybody, because it was, you all, everybody was there on Saturday. there's a round of applause for the noise you made. It was sensational. Um, Mick, thank you for joining us today in your fantastic Sweden shirt. It's been uh, interesting.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that is on your arms. This <laughs> so this signature on this side. There you go. The signature is, is about four times as big as it actually is. Now I've got shirt
2: <laughs> on. <laughs> I if you just see the top half, mate, it absolutely looks all right. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah everything is everything oh, yeah, going completely wrong, mate.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A uh, quick reminder from Will Roebuck that, that Paul Warren beating Ipswich again from beating Norwich. And even better, mathematically sealed that they can't get promoted as well. Which is even more, is more brilliant.
2: Mm. Um,
0: don't forget, if you can subscribe, if you can, that would be great. Really- when it close to 550, please do subscribe. If you haven't watched Danny's match day vlog, go and watch it because, again, just relive the day. It was a great day. Uh, we couldn't get Victor on, unfortunately. Maybe another day. Maybe another day. Mm. Um, please subscribe on iTunes. If you've got audio listeners, thank you very much. Uh, we'll tweet out a picture of these shirts we're wearing so you, you understand the joke. <laughs> I guess i some get lost in the audio part. Uh, but if in, in exchange, please give us a five-star rating. Please subscribe and everything else. We will be back on Thursday night where we will look back at what happened to Rotherham, what happened to MK Dons and Wigan on Tuesday night as well. And then we'll look ahead to our final home game, final league home game of the season, uh, which will be Oxford United. Mick, Danny, absolute pleasure to spend Sunday evening with you. I uh, hope everybody had a lovely Easter and I hope everybody has a safe trip to Burn. And we'll see you all next time. Thank you very much.
2: You're going at your Easter eggs now.